Live from Lincoln Center in the heart of the Dallas Metroplex, this is Nip Talk. An honest and uncensored show about plastic surgery, health, beauty, and lifestyle. With your host, plastic surgeon Dr. Bruce Herman, and your co-host, entrepreneur and social media influencer Sarah Bennett. Now it's time to discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly of the topics everyone is talking about. It's time for Nip Talk. That was my first like live TV, so um, I think it went pretty good though. Uh, you know, it's not that much different than doing the other ones. It's just like, you know, it, you feel a little bit more pressure, I guess. And it's funny that Fox News guy, I mean, he was great and um, it, it all went well, but if you ever watched Fox News and you've seen those, like the hosts, and they're just like, well, what about this? What about that? It's just like rapid fire questions versus some of the other things I've done in the media have been more conversational. So yeah. it was a great experience. And the girl who's like, I guess, the studio manager ended up emailing me back. She's like, oh, we ever thought that was great and we want to have you back. So that's really cool. Yeah, yeah he seemed, whenever you were talking, he was like, he looked very concerned. He was like, oh, my God. Yeah, it was kind of funny. But, yeah, so that was good, good, good. What about you? Busy week? Yeah, um, just same same old, same old. But we, CrossFit, you had a big competition again, right? You yeah, got, I mean, yeah, but we lost. My team oh, lost. Oh, you guys lost. Yeah, update, we lost. Oh, uh, my God. I'm sorry to hear that. I mean, I mean obviously, you were carrying the team, right? Obviously, it's like yeah, your sure, teammates sure, need sure, to, like, sure. pick it up a little bit. Sure. Yeah. I'd offer to come out there and help, but man, I would like be a total anchor right now. I need yeah. to like, I need like a year to like, you know, train before I can come help you. Yeah, CrossFit ain't no joke. It's not. My legs are sore right now from are CrossFit, they? like super sore. Yeah, I bet. Well, you guys, is this like something you're gonna do weekly or just you had? No, it's already over. It was oh, just three weeks. It was oh, for the weeks. CrossFit Open. Yeah. They have it every year around this time. Yeah. Now, are there like more national competitions like out like that would be outside yeah. of your gym? There's like all kinds I've, of competitions. Have you done any of those? All over the place. Mm -mm. I've been like there's one big one in Austin called the Fittest Experience, mm -hmm. um, and I've been to it just to watch. Yeah, but dude, that's no. dedication. Like you're going to a CrossFit competition. Well, I was to going watch to watch my friends. Oh, you're watching your friends. Okay. Yeah, was, but like I don't know if it was I'm like, not like like a your typical CrossFitter. Like I don't. You're not. No, like I don't. Um, I a lot of CrossFit people like okay. are very like obsessed with like it's almost like you know how people like watch and follow like all their favorite NFL athletes. Oh, okay, or so they think of it as like a like, hardcore sport. Yeah, so people will follow and get really and like just dive into all the athletes yeah. and CrossFit and they're like, oh, did you see blah 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 doing that lift? I'm like, yeah. no, who's that? They're like, like, you don't who? know who that is? Do you CrossFit? I'm like, do you even CrossFit, bro? Yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like the 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 black sheep of CrossFit. I feel like you're really into it, though, you know, because I'm you're into so the involved. fitness product. Yeah, for the part of it part, and the yeah. community part of it, not so much the. Uh, I have to admit, like, I do miss that kind of camaraderie and also, like, feeling I was in really good shape. I do yeah. miss that. Yeah. I don't think many 30-year-olds can say they can, like, you know, deadlift over right. 200 pounds oh, yeah. or yeah, everyone's, back squat. Yeah, everyone's in great shape when they're yeah. 20. Yeah, yeah. Not everyone's in great shape, you know, 10, 10 years later after mm -hmm. a kid or two. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I'm proud Big of you. Feet. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Thanks. That's one thing. <laughs> All right. So I want to move on to our first topic because this one's kind of a big one. I assume you guys heard about the tragedy in Mexico where mm -hmm. there was four Americans who came from North Carolina. They were driving 
to Matamoros, Mexico. Yeah. And pretty soon after they went across the border, their car was ambushed by the cartel. Seemingly out of nowhere, their car was shot. The four people were pulled out of the car. They were thrown into the back of a pickup. There was, you know, this this crazy, you know, video that was that was shown. And so uh, it's brought up the in the news the dangers of medical tourism. You know, and there's a picture of their vehicle uh, that was uh, crashed after after they were attacked. And uh, two of the people end up dying. The other two have been returned back to the United States. How uh, did they die? They were shot. Oh. Yeah, they got shot. I think they were dead. It looked like in the video that two of them died in the initial kind of assault, and they just tossed the bodies in the, in the back of the truck. What's even crazier, and so I want to say I predicted what, what happened yesterday or the day before. I predicted that the cartel was going to turn on those guys, you know, because the cartel is super powerful, but, but I mean, the U.S. government's a little bit bigger, and I don't think the cartel wants the U.S. government to, you know, have a, uh, a bone to pick with them. So I predicted that the cartel would, was probably going to kill those guys or, you know, turn them in, and they did that. They, I don't know if you guys saw that. It was in the news yeah, yesterday. They, they, they tied those guys up, left them at a police station with a note saying, we apologize, these guys acted out of you know their protocols or whatever and the cartel went so far to say is we like to protect innocent life i mean okay cartel i guess i don't know but but yeah so that was i I, that's what that's kind of weird like what what were they expecting to gain besides like ransom money is that what they were doing i think i personally believe and this is just my personal opinion that it was just a mistake that they weren't trying to kidnap americans i i would i would assume the cartel has pretty strict orders not to mess with Americans because of the reasons, right? If, you know, if Americans get killed in Mexico, then U.S. government, the CIA, all those people get really kind of more interested in what the cartel's doing. They they don't want that. And then it, it, I mean, it honestly decreases tourism to Mexico. Oh, of course. Yeah, absolutely. But I I think that that was just a a total mistake that that happened. It's like even um, I want to go to take Avery to Big Bend National Park. Yeah, I mean, that's... And my mom's like, it's a little questionable. She's, yeah, she doesn't yeah. want me to go, but it's like I've never even been there before. Yeah. It's beautiful. I went back in the 90s. Yeah, she's like, uh, I don't think you should go there, like by yourself. By yourself, like, You need yeah. to go there with like a group of people yeah. or yeah, something, and I'm like, yeah, I guess. So as you were saying earlier, you know, I did a bunch of media reviews. I'm just, I took a couple clips. I took a clip from what I, just a tiny part of what I did with Fox News, one from Washington Post. I was just going to roll it just, you know, for the fun of it, just to kind of show some of the stuff that I did. Hey, can you roll that video? What is this uh, phenomenon, especially uh, among some Americans who do travel to Mexico to get plastic surgeries, uh, known as medical tourism? Let's talk about this even further. Dr. Bruce Herman joining us right now. He's a board-certified plastic surgeon. Dr. Herman, thanks for being with us. Yeah. Just lastly, doctor, do you think this will deter Americans, this story, from seeking this out, or is it going to be kind of still kind of carte blanche, as you say? Well, I mean, this is something that I'm very passionate about. I see so many patients that have been injured from medical tourism. I've been talking about this for quite some time. I have a talk show that I do every Friday to warn people about certain things in medicine. I talk about this all the time, and I hate that this strategy has brought this to the news, but I'm hoping that people will see this and think twice before they seek out medical tourism, which might cost them complications or possibly even their lives. Dr. Bruce Herman, we appreciate your time and your insight. We'll definitely be speaking again. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it. Hopefully, you know, you'll come back safe. But not everyone does. The four Americans were kidnapped right here on a busy street in broad daylight. But doctors stress kidnapping isn't the only problem that can come up. 
outside of the country, you have no idea about the certification of the doctor, the facility, and all these things which are designed to keep you safe. Yes, you can save some money by going out of the country to get surgery, but if you have a complication, suddenly all of that savings is gone. And I've seen people die from going outside of the country for, for surgery. It's just, to me, it's not worth your health or your life to save a few dollars. Anyway, thought that those were pretty cool. I ended up doing like seven or eight interviews that day. Those were kind of the two, two, the two biggest ones. Um, but so what I want to talk about today is not necessarily the cartel stuff because, you know, realistically, kidnapping and murder should not be high on the list of risks of medical tourism. But as we've kind of danced around in a couple of segments before, I, I do feel strongly against medical tourism. And so I just kind of want to go over those things about medical tourism that make it somewhat dangerous for the consumer. And so the first thing that you might talk about is, you know, why why do people do it, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it all boils down to money. I mean, you know, it, just like jobs have gotten outsourced to, you know, third world countries, the same thing's happening with plastic surgery. You can yeah. do business cheaper in countries like Mexico, the Dominican Republic, and Costa Rica, which are three of the big ones where this, where this kind of stuff happens. And so people want to save some dollars on their surgeries and they seek out these medical tourism spots. Um, the, the problem I have is that, you know, the savings are not so dramatic. It's around 40, maybe up to 50%, which I know is not, that's a huge discount. You know, for example, a surgery that might cost you know, $8,000 in the United States would run something like 4,500, you know, in Mexico. Mm -hmm. But you have to calculate your travel costs, you know, either driving, you know, fuel for your, for your car, uh, plane ticket, hotel stay. Your life. Well, yeah, right, you know, <laughs> and then the cost really goes through the roof if you have problems. Yeah. I mean, that's where it gets ridiculous as far as is the savings just being completely gone or you paying multiple times more. But uh, the other things you can think about is, is, well, first off, you should break medical tourism into two things. One, medical tourism within the United States, okay, and medical tourism abroad. And so, firstly, with medical tourism within the United States, and this is something I know we've talked about, at least as, like in bits of segments, yeah. is like those plastic surgery mills. Where's the big place for them? Florida. Florida, yeah. Oh, Man, they are up. so popular in Florida. So in Florida, and they do this in other states, but it seems to be very popular in Florida, is these companies will buy a clinic, and they do a lot of advertising. They offer very, very cheap surgery to get patients in the door, and they, they seek out people for, for medical tourism. Um, and they, the way that they do it is they, they get surgeons who are not very busy, who are willing to do surgery for a fraction of the cost just to be able to fill their day. Mm -hmm. And so there's multiple problems with this. One, the preoperative consult is really kind of scaled down. Like when people come to my office, I talk with them in a lot of detail, go over all their concerns, their desires, do their exam and, and formulate a plan specific for each patient. And that does take time yeah. and expertise. I don't feel like a, a, my nurse, even who's very sharp, could do it as well as I do. And she sees me do it all the time. So I feel like the preoperative consults these surgery mills are giving people are inadequate. And that just hurts the doctor-patient relationship. And when you look mm -hmm. at malpractice cases, one of the biggest thing listed for why the malpractice suit was filed was poor communication between the patient and the doctor. Yeah. And so when you have that, I just think that your outcomes are, are more likely to be unfavorable. So um, then, of course, you have to question the, the, the surgeons doing it. I mean, 
if, if, I mean, and, and everyone starts out fresh, I get that, but I mean, a lot of these people are either fresh out of training mm -hmm. or potentially doctors who are having issues keeping their own practice going, which begs the question of why is that? Yeah. So there's a little bit of question about the doctors. When you go to these facilities, they don't have the doctors listed out. You know, you go to my webpage or webpage of other, you know, surgeons in town, it will say, this is Dr. So-and-so went to these schools, these training programs, these certifications. Right. I mean, they don't have that at these other places. And then probably the biggest thing for me, well, I don't know, they're all kind of equal, but another really big point is the post-operative care. You know, when you travel to somewhere like Miami to get plastic surgery, you're there for like one or two days and then you go home. Well, the complications generally don't happen in the first day or two. If they do, that's purely a surgical error. Mm -hmm. and, but real complications, things like infection or wound healing issues tend to happen later. Yeah. So what happens, these patients have surgery, they get sent home, and then they start to have a complication yeah. and they don't have anywhere to go. I feel like it's like common sense. Like if you made something, you're gonna know how to fix it if, something, right. if it fails, you mm -hmm. know? So. Well, and plus people don't wanna deal with the complications. I mean, yeah. I do, cause I just, I feel bad. I literally, the day I was doing those interviews, Tuesday, I got a call from the hospital. We got a patient, they got a tummy duck in Mexico and they have a bad infection. Can you see him? I mean, I didn't have to take it. I'm not required to take call at that. I could have said no, but I just feel bad for people. But you know, and then I'm just kind of like jumping on a live grenade here. I mean, this is a mess that I'm yeah, that you didn't, inheriting. Yeah, you don't you know, even that know person got like what a, could, like yeah, possibly I mean, what could have happened. Right, you, you don't know exactly what was done. You hope yeah. that the procedure was done similarly to how you might do it, but you don't know that. Um, so I, I do have a lot of issues with people even going within the United States for surgery. And even myself, I kind of, I don't want to say I push patients away when they ask me because I do get people inquiring, but I just go into a lot of detail of my concerns and I, you know, I make them promise that they're going to be in the area for a certain amount of time. And I, I almost make it inhibitory for them to want to do it. But then if they do all that, I'll do it. And I literally just did a surgery on a girl that lives probably four or five hours away and has gone fine, but you know, she, she was amenable to my request in order to do that. So yeah, now that's good. When you talk about medical tourism out of the United States, you have all of the problems I just listed, and then even more. Plus your safety, apparently. Well, apparently, plus <laughs> the risk of getting kidnapped and yeah. killed by the cartel, which is not a laughing matter, but it's just mind-boggling to think that you even have to worry about that. No. Um, but the first thing that you might consider is language barriers. You know, medical language when I'm talking to a patient has to be explained very clearly in order for them to properly understand what's gonna to happen to them. And it can be difficult, and I can tell you from firsthand, because I do speak fluent Spanish, and so when I have patients who are Spanish speaking, I do their consults in Spanish, and I have to be very careful that they're understanding me properly, because m my Spanish is very good, I consider myself fluent, but I just want to make sure they understand. And if you, as someone who doesn't speak Spanish, go to a country, or you go to a country where Spanish is spoken, and you don't speak it, and their interpreter may not be, you know, perfect with medical lingo, mm -hmm. you can end up getting some miscommunication. Yeah. You know, so there's that risk. And then the biggest thing about going out of the country is just the unknown about the certification of the of the physician and the facility. Mm -hmm. You know, I know I've told you that here, even in Dallas, Texas, we have OBGYNs doing breast augmentations. We have internal medicine doctors doing Brazilian butt lifts. I mean, for that kind of stuff to be happening here in the United States, here in Dallas, which I feel like is a place that is well known for plastic surgery is kind of unbelievable, but it is. I feel like it's almost the way it's portrayed is almost like the wild west like back when like dentists yeah. used to be surgeons right like, back yeah. in, like in yeah. the like wild west days totally and that's like 
Yeah, I think that's how it is in some of these, you know, countries like, like Mexico. Like they just do everything. I mean, like it, I'm your veterinarian, I'm your dentist. It I'm could your be. Doctor, I mean, I'm your... it absolutely could yeah. be that because the regulation here in the United States is, is as strict as it is anywhere in the world, and I feel like it's still inadequate. So what are you getting in a foreign country? And yeah, you just don't know. You just have no idea. And uh, it's sad because people will see web pages that show these you know, great facilities. And, and you know, people can make up any credentials they want. Who's to regulate whether or not it's For sure. true or not? And I think people are getting you know, tricked into thinking that this is a safe thing when it's not. You know? mm -hmm. I see on average probably one patient per month that has serious complications from medical tourism. And that's covering three hospitals. You know, but I mean, how many nice. people, uh, how many, how many people across the country, just like myself, are seeing those patients? How many of my colleagues in my area that are, you know, on call different days are seeing them? And when you think about it and extrapolate that out into the country, I mean, it, I think it's a huge problem, and I'm not sure that people know how big that this that this is. So. Yeah, I wonder, like all the other surgeries besides plastic surgery that people go to. So I think it's less because most people are seeking out surgeries that are not insurance-based. Um, okay. So they're seeking out surgeries they have to pay for out of pocket. Okay. You know, um, for the most part. There's a big handful of people that don't have insurance anymore. True. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that is true. Uh, I, I have heard of people going across the border for non-cosmetic stuff. That does happen. Like, dentistry stuff is popular. Um, but the same rules apply. I mean, you just have to be very, very careful. And this is not to say that there aren't great doctors, you know, businesses in places like yeah. that. So of course there are, but you know, I worry about the regulation here in the United States where it's the strictest anywhere in the world. You know, you just don't know what you're getting when you go abroad. And so, yeah. you know, it's not worth your life to, to save, save money. And if you have a complication, you'll end up paying exponentially more than, than you would if you would have had the surgery here. So that's, that's for real. Yeah. So if you got friends thinking about medical tourism, Please tag them in this or, or let them know to come and take a look at it. Uh, I don't have anything to gain out of, you know, people not going out of the country. I mean, I'm, I'm busy in my practice and, you know, this is a more national show, not where I practice. I mean, it's purely a patient safety issue. I just, I see people get hurt by it all the time and I, I think it's wrong. It is, for sure. All right. Okay, moving on. Yeah. So we got more depressing news. <laughs> people committing crimes. So. Nice. Pasadena. <laughs> Uh, official uh, has been arrested for embezzling money, $1.6 million to pay for her plastic surgeries and other things. I, she, obviously, she can't spend a million dollars on plastic surgery. Yeah, she'd look like a completely different person, I, I would know. hope, after well, spending. I, and, yeah, and I'm not sure, man, if she paid a million for that, I mean, no no offense. but I, She's looking rough. Yeah, that's a little rough right there. I don't know. So. I don't know too many people that don't look rough on a mugshot. On their mugshot. Yeah, yeah their mugshot. Yeah. I, w I don't know. Uh, I feel like if I was ever, I've never been arrested, but I, I would want to have like a nice mugshot, you know, a nice smile and like, you know, proper form. I wouldn't want to like look. look there, like there is a side story. Okay. There's a mo a guy became a model after having a much get mugshot. out of here. Are yeah, you serious? like he was he's very handsome, but he's a model now because of his mugshot. Legitimately. Wow. Yeah. Talk about like falling into a pile of poop got, like, and come up smelling. Because like of social rose. media, it got like yeah, he got like millions of hits. Like look at this hot guy on dude. Hot like, guy <laughs> gets her. What did he get arrested for? Looking that good? Yeah, seriously, <laughs> that's what it was. <laughs> All right, so um, this lady's name is Jamie Hafar. She's 46 years old. She's accused, allegedly, of stealing over the course of five years. And she was the finance director for the Pasadena, Texas Chamber of Commerce. 
And so she actually did a lot of things to steal this money. It was pretty crazy. I was reading the story uh, about it. She opened up a credit card in the president's name uh, of the Chamber of Commerce. You know, those cards have big, big spending mm-hmm. accounts. Like, it's not like, you know, a $5,000. It was like $300,000 yeah. limit. Also, she was just skimming money straight off the Chamber of Commerce uh, in various ways, opening up loans through the Chamber of Commerce. Um, and then lastly, she was taking proceeds from their charity events and just depositing them right in her own That's what I was up. about to say. I was like, I was a part of the Denton Chamber of Commerce. Were you? Like, She's probably just stealing, straight up stealing money from small businesses. Yes, that's exactly what she was doing. Yeah. That is crazy. It was nuts. Like, and so she's, she was arrested. She, Good. her trial is <laughs> pending. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, she's stealing from, I'm a small business owner just like you. I mean, yeah, yeah she's stealing from, she's stealing from us. Dang it. She's taking our money. So, uh, so there's a lot to like unpack about here. I mean, one, I just don't understand how a person who, you know, has a, you know, seemingly good job um, thinks that they're going to get away. Well, I just, how do they think that they're going to get away with that? I don't know. It probably started out small. You think so? Skimming like $100 here and then. I'm going to pay for like, ah, you know, like, ah, I'll use it to pay for gas. You think so? And then, uh, and then I'll just use it to going. pay for dinner. And then it just like I'll gets use it out of to hand. grab some groceries. Oh, I'll use it to do this, and it just like accelerates into like, oh, I'm gonna get a boob job. <laughs> I don't know. I I just she uh, probably just it's probably started out really small, and she just realized I'm gonna get away with it, and it just kept getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. She probably has some type of like addictive personality. Like she likes the thrill of it. I you know like that might be people, right. Most people like that have like this like get like this. This rush. It's like the rush, rush of people of who, like, shoplift when they don't need to. You know, it's like, oh, I got away with something. Mm-hmm. Like I when, like, know. really I... rich people shoplift. Yeah, right? That is bizarre, isn't it? I mean, maybe it is something like that. I, I just don't. It's hard for me to fathom. I, I'm i like, you probably investigate it more. She probably had, like, a bad family life. Like, her husband's, like, <laughs> a piece of crap or, like, you know. <laughs> you, you know, you're probably right. I didn't say that she was married. Oh. I think she was living at, well, the weird part, I think it said she was living at home when all this was going on, like with her oh. parents, even oh. at 40. How old is she? Oh. 46. Shoot, dang. She does have some problems. I think she does. So, I don't know. That I, I just, I, I'm not sure what she was thinking. I mean, that just seems like that's a guarantee to get caught because eventually people are going to audit you, right? They're going to see that there's a million. I mean, how does a million dollars go missing and someone not know it? I, yeah. She know. must have never had like a bit huge criminal background because she would have never been able to work for the city. Right. Yeah. She probably was pretty clean up, you know, prior to this. So, uh, so based on this story, I want to think of like creative ways that people might pay for, pay for their plastic surgery. So, uh, have you guys heard anything, Travis? You ever heard anybody do anything interesting to uh, pay for plastic surgery? To pay for plastic yeah. surgery? Yeah. Was it anything crazy? I've not heard. Besides any kind of having crazy an OnlyFans. Okay, so so side jobs. Yeah. That would be one. So it's like side jobs, like OnlyFans or, and we're, we have a whole OnlyFans story coming up, by the way. I hope you guys are ready. Um, yeah, side jobs would be one thing. Um, Yo, know, GoFundMe. Yeah. Have you guys seen that? GoFundMe pages? Yeah. Uh, what about like high interest loans? I was look, kind of looking up ways, you know, people had paid for, you know, plastic surgery that were noteworthy, like loan sharks. I've, I've heard of people like getting... Uh, plastic surgery, you know, through like a high interest, you know, kind of under the table loan, which is yeah. pretty wild. Selling their possessions, like medical studies, or also the, here's the one that um, that we do actually sometimes, not necessarily surgery, but more treatments, letting people practice on you. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, that we did that actually in our training. Uh, we had what was called the resident clinic, and people could come get plastic surgery for really cheap prices, knowing that it would be a resident doing it. I mean, I did those surgeries myself. Now, of course, you know we have supervision, so it's not just willy nilly. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah. So actually, I, I I wanted to look up and find you know based on this girl's uh, story, what were three of the wildest things people did. To get plastic surgery. To get plastic surgery that made the news. So I, had, I found three that were pretty interesting. So um, in 2017, there was a woman in Houston, and she reportedly sold her home to get the money to pay for, like, an extensive amount of plastic surgery. She had, like, a tummy tuck, breast augmentation, liposuction. And she, she had a home, and she sold it to get these surgeries. But then she, like, you know, she moved into an apartment. But she didn't have a home anymore. Yeah. Like she literally sold her home. I hope she looks the way she wants to look. I didn't, couldn't find a follow up. I found the bit piece about it. That would be very interesting to you know see you know how to. Yeah, I hope I hope everything worked out for her. Did it work out? She, I feel like I would rather have since a home. She went that hard. hard. Yeah, she went she went all in. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, one of the first people to uh, to make the news for GoFundMes for this was, uh, there was a guy in the UK and he put up a GoFundMe page and it was one of the first ones that was asking for you know money for plastic surgery. And he had a pretty good story though. So his story was that he wanted to get plastic surgery on his ears, he wanted to get plastic surgery on his nose because he'd been bullied his whole life. Mm-hmm. And so it got a little bit of traction and, and it was you know in a few like news spots and he actually ended up getting the money. He got like, I think $5,000, which is what was his goal was, to, to raise for surgery. That's pretty neat. That's pretty, like, I mean, I have to admit it's pretty ballsy to get on GoFundMe and, you know, because you consider plastic surgery to be more of a luxury type thing. It'd be like yeah. getting on GoFundMe to have someone get you, like, a Gucci purse. Yeah. Right? I mean, usually you get on GoFundMe, hey, we lost our house, or my yeah. dog needs an operation, or something like, a, like that. A treat yourself. Yeah, but, to, but treat me. But he did have a good story. He had the story about the bully, and I think he he that was what made it. Yeah, yeah. And then lastly, there was actually a girl in 2019. She's from California. She was a student, college student, uh-huh. and she took her student loan money and used it to buy plastic surgery. And she got caught doing it. Well, not caught, but it it became known that she did that, and she caught a lot of flack for that. Which, mm. you know, I. Uh, I can't say that back in my college days when I got my student loan check, I didn't use it to pay for stuff that you wasn't necessarily school. It was yeah. just there to pay bills, right? Whether I mean, that's they, what it's for. It's to fund your student life. Right. Well, apparently her student life was having a good rack because she yeah. went and got a boob job. And, yeah. Or no, I, I can't maybe it was. I can't remember it was a breast dog or what it was she got, but she got plastic surgery. And then, uh, of course, that that it got traction on social media. And so people were giving her grief about it. But pretty wild stuff. I don't know if I would do anything crazy for plastic surgery. I just wouldn't. I mean, I don't know. I, there's nothing that I really want in my life that much. And I feel, and, and obviously now where I have like a job or actually multiple jobs, I mean, I can you know, buy stuff if I want to buy it. But, you know, back when I was younger, I, I don't think I would have done that crazy stuff for something I really wanted. I'd just be like, okay, I'll just wait. Yeah. I guess I'm very kind of a content person, you know. I don't have to have stuff like right away. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So you're not going to. Go get any more plastic embezzle surgery. Embezzle money for plastic embezzle surgery. Embezzle money? No. <laughs> okay, good. I don't right. have any plans to at good. the moment. No. Right. I don't think you need any plastic surgery, by the way. 
You look fabulous. Thank you. All right. Okay. So lastly, our last segment. So this is a pretty interesting story, and there's, this is kind of an ethical stuff. So you guys are going to have to weigh in on this one. Uh, this is a story about predatory plastic surgery ads, uh, and this actually comes to us from our friends across the pond in the UK. Uh, this story was in the Daily Mail UK, and it's about a UK plastic surgery clinic called Enhance Medical. Mm-hmm. And this group is under fire for various reasons. And what it is, is they are, they are offering cut rate plastic surgery. So very, very low cost, no down payment and monthly payments. So, nine, so I converted it for you. It was like 85 euros, which is like $90 mm-hmm. uh, a month to get plastic surgery. So they're, they're targeting people that are, you know, lower income because they're normally, apparently in the UK, breast August is like $8,000. And so when you work this out over the five years, they end up paying, I think, $5,400. So these are pretty low prices. Uh, but they're, they're under fire for a couple reasons because they're targeting young people yeah. who, who may not have really the disposable income to do this. And the other thing they're doing that's really getting people riled up is they're using OnlyFans models to to push this. And so what they've been doing is they, they'll get these OnlyFans models that you know, are kind of in that rapid growth phase. And they say, hey, we'll give you free plastic surgery, but we want you to use- Talk about it. We want you to you know, give us testimonials and we want you to use your pictures. And so of course, a lot of these girls are, wait, plastic surgery was gonna help my OnlyFans business? Mm-hmm. Yes, please. And so uh, I have a list. Uh, Travis, can you roll those pictures of these OnlyFans girls? Yep. So that was the girl that was uh, on the on the front, and she was you know pushing uh, enhanced. There's another one. These are, look like classic you know OnlyFans pick that you see like on that pop up in your Insta. Mm-hmm. You know, uplift with implants, before and afters. Apparently, some of these girls are pretty famous on OnlyFans. I I don't really know much about the OnlyFans fame famous people, but. Some of these girls are pretty famous in the UK. See, that's the thing is like, aren't most of OnlyFans uh, subscribers men? So what are they advertising to? Men? So I hope they're getting their money's worth. Well, that's actually a great point. Uh, yeah, you're right. I, I feel though that... If they advertise, I guess if they advertised it on their Instagram, if girls yeah, follow right. them on you know, their Instagram, then that's cool. But like, you're so right because I would imagine that their Instagram has got to be ninety percent men, right? My Instagram is eighty-five percent men. Really? And I do not post pictures of myself like they do. Yeah, that's kind of at all. <laughs> that's unusual. I, I actually I did not even think of that when I was kind of you know, ruminating over this story that so. people are advertising this. Well, I, one thing I will say, okay. Those girls, they all look very nice. They're they're fit mm-hmm. and they're proportioned well. And so I think that maybe the thought process is, well, we may get some traction with their followers. You know, maybe maybe not. But and even just putting the picture up of this girl who, you know, is using their looks for business and mm-hmm. therefore is going to look very well put together and also willing to dress provocatively and uh, you know, take these glamorous pictures of yeah. themselves is gonna get them some traction. Well, apparently it's working. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point, but apparently this is Yeah, this I is wonder working. how they're, I don't, yeah, I'm interested. I would be interested then. Well, yeah, it. I mean, so this has been going but on their, for a while. Their patients are becoming now, if they're seeing a more influx in They are. Or oh. female. 
I mean, I guess more women usually get plastic surgery, yeah. but I wonder if they're getting it. They're specifically plastic. targeting people with breast augmentation. Yeah. You know, so they are targeting women. And so I just wanted to kind of give my thoughts about... Um, Maybe it's the men watching OnlyFans and then they're telling their girlfriends telling their or girlfriends. their wives or something, you need to know. go get this boob job from this place. I have no idea why. I have no I, idea why I said I this. I don't know <laughs> where I found this information. Yeah. Right. Um, so, you know, I have a couple of issues with this from a kind of ethical standpoint. Uh, first off is targeting young people. You know, you're targeting a group of people who is very susceptible to, you know, body dysmorphia and this, uh, this unobtainable ideal image that they're seeing on social media. And so I, I do have some issue with specifically targeting young people. I, I absolutely don't do that. In fact, you know, I, I will definitely operate on young people if they come in. But once again, I'm going to give them all the reasons why they need to have some concerns, such as, you know, one being that, you know, doing something like a breast augmentation before you have kids almost necessitates you're going to have to have more surgery afterwards. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, it's fine if you want to do it before, but I'm very upfront about my thoughts about that, that you're guaranteeing you're going to have to have another surgery in the future, which is more money. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, that's one issue. I, I think that they're specifically targeting lower income people because they're saying, oh, we're going to do this for no down payment and, and you make monthly payments. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I would never advertise anything like that in my, in my practice. One, because I just don't want the hassle of that. But two, you don't want someone to get plastic surgery with their last dollar because what if you have a complication? You know, what if you have the surgery, you spend all your money, God forbid you have a complication, you have to go to the hospital, you're not gonna have the means to pay for that. Yeah. So you can like literally go bankrupt if you do something like surgery and don't have the backup funds to anticipate a potential issue. Yeah. Now, Hopefully, you know, that's not happening very commonly, but once again, this is a very shady business practice, so I would question, you know, the consistency of their, of their outcomes. So uh, I do have issues tar of the targeting of young people. Uh, we just literally talked about the plastic surgery mills when we were talking about medical tourism. I mean, this is just the UK's version of that. Yeah. You know, these places don't advertise the specific doctor. It's an advertisement for the clinic. You know, I, I'm just, it's mind boggling to me that this kind of things exist because to me, the most important thing about having surgery is the relationship with your surgeon. These OnlyFans modelers are not saying, I want to thank Dr. Herman who gave me this, you know, great results. I yeah. want to thank Enhanced Medical, you know, that's just messed it, up. It sounds like they're just like turning these places or this, these companies like that are just turning plastic surgery into Walmart. Yeah, yeah. I like to call them like puppy mills, surgery mills. You know, yeah. surgery patient mills. It's just bad medicine. You know, and a lot of these, you know, horror stories you hear about complications do originate from places like this. It doesn't mean that I can't have a complication or, you know, another well-respected surgeon can't. But when you have these potential roadblocks to good care, such as poor preoperative planning, doctors you don't know, you know, much of their background, mm -hmm. questionable post-operative care, you're just more likely to... Yeah. To run into trouble. So, yeah. and then lastly, as far as using the OnlyFans models, I mean, I mean, honestly, I I have the least amount of issue with that. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. Who cares? I, I I don't have any issue with people on OnlyFans whatsoever. I think it's great that they are you know making a living and you know doing what they need to do to 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 live and thrive. So I don't have a problem with that. You know, I mean, sex sells and people use attractiveness in both men and women to sell products 
literally all the time. And, you know, even on my website, when you go to my website, and I'm the one that picks the pictures, but there's pictures of attractive women, you know. It, it, it just is what it is. And this is just another form of that, in my yeah. opinion. And the fact that they may do, you know, whatever on OnlyFans is none of my business. Yeah, it's just sad that they're targeting a, a certain demographic. I, that's the worst yeah. part. The targeting to me is the worst part. Yeah. And then just the whole questionableness of the, of the business model of these places. So, um, well, and the reason we're doing these things is, you know, educate people. Um, you know, if you have friends who are younger or, you know, if you're an older person, you have children in that age group, mm -hmm. in their early 20s, and they say something about plastic surgery, just maybe, you know, ask them some questions, make sure that what they're doing is safe. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, the reason we do the show is we want to educate people and keep them safe. I do have a problem with what's what's going on over there in the UK, and, and I won't be surprised if we see a, an American version <laughs> like very soon. Um, we'll probably have to do a follow-up segment. It's probably going to be in Florida. It's going to be in Florida, yeah, so we're talking about Florida. Yeah. How many days since Florida disappointed us? Zero. Zero. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Florida, I do love you. Sorry. I'm going uh, there next week. Are you? I'm uh, going to Disney. You're not going for tourism, are you? No. Medical tourism? No. <laughs> I know. Nope. Travis, what do you think, man? You're quiet in there. Um, <laughs> this OnlyFans conversation is a slippery slope. Is I, it? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know much about it. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> Dude, I, I, you know, the first time I, I was made aware of Only OnlyFans was, um, it was a few years back, and I had a, it was a girl that came into my office, and she was an OnlyFans model. And she was very like open about it. And this is like like the early, early days of OnlyFans. In fact, she said she was a cam girl. She didn't even say OnlyFans. Mm. And she was telling me, she, you know, she's like, I used to be a stripper. And I was like, oh, that's you know, cool, right, whatever. And she's like, well, I don't do that anymore. I'm like, oh, what do you do? And she's like, well, I, um, I, I model in front of a, a webcam. I'm like, okay, and how do you get money for that? And she's like, no, people like pay, pay to watch me do stuff. Right. And I was like, really? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, wow, that's pretty ingenious. She's like, yeah, honestly, she said, I make double what I was making, you know, as a stripper, and I don't have to leave my house. And it's safer, you know? I mean, I'm not, like, around she people that She could be, like, wearing a mask, too, you know? Yeah, I mean, she, you, yeah, you, you could, like, leave your know face her out of it. Identity. Right, yeah. yeah. So, uh, anyway, I mean, I, listen, I don't have a problem with it. It's not my, my, my place to judge people. You want to be OnlyFans model? You know, I, I guess, you know. I feel like we should post Nip Talk to OnlyFans. Can we do that? <laughs> you like really thinking about it too. Well, I mean, like, yeah, I'm not like we're gonna do it with our clothes off, but I mean, oh. like, <laughs> but I mean, can you put it on there for people to subscribe to it? Like, you definitely can. It's not. You, I like on Instagram, you can you can get people to subscribe to your Instagram. Yeah, so content. like, I have people that are subscribed to my Instagram. Do I post? So what do you okay, okay on that? All right, no. so hold up. Back I up don't one even second. We were about to end it. the show, but like hold, stop the stop the, the end credits, okay, here. <laughs> so I've seen this. Now you don't have to tell me if you don't want, but like what do you what do your fans get for the subscription? Like do you talk nothing. to Oh, God. <laughs> no, so the thing I is, tried. I tried to think of what I could possibly give. I'm these, sure that there's a. They a, know. They. I already know what they want, and they're never going to get that <laughs> because I, I have too many men that follow me. But like, I started out thinking like, okay, well, these men obviously want Wait. girls. They want. They want to have a girlfriend. They want a woman. They want something. So I'm like, um, maybe I can just give them advice. 
Mm. What about like so that's watching what you like, they work out or something? To. Like that's not like, you know, too risque, but. Yeah, I could do that. I yeah. thought about it, but then I'm like. Or just like lounging <laughs> by the pool. I don't know. I mean. Yeah, people, I mean, they could do that. Without, like, or, like, without could, crossing the line, right? Yeah, you could do like. Like your you, daily stuff. Like, so if you wanted people to subscribe to yours, you could be like. <laughs> no one's going to no, subscribe to No, but I'm saying like think. to give them like exclusive. I like, guess, up yeah. Front I feel like stuff. I just give my advice and off then, free anyway. But then you post it afterwards. So be like, if you subscribe to me, you'll get you'll an get, episode. You'll get like access to an episode oh, before what? everybody else. But or Sarah, like, you know, something like that. Even with your Instagram, you could still do content or you could still like subscribe. or have people subscribe mm -hmm. and do content like, um, I want to say a Q&A. But it can be like, I know you like do a personal. lot of like active stuff around the city. So you can like um, different events that's going on or different um, places, yeah. restaurants that you go to, things like that. So it doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be like. Uh, creepy. A, yeah, creepy or adult content. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think yeah, of. Yeah, even with OnlyFans. Because I'm like, good. You can, you can upload to OnlyFans and it can be like music. It can be baseball pictures. So, I, so Travis, you're telling me I should start my, so start my OnlyFans? So he does you know about OnlyFans. So I know a little yeah, bit Yeah, Travis, you were just saying you didn't know, know anything about this. A tad bit about a tad bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I feel like you know a lot. Like, you have like the OnlyFans like gold card or something. It's, it's a silver card. Oh, actually. silver. He worked up in the gold. He's got an associate's degree. <laughs> oh my god. I'm joking. I'm joking. This show, this show got very interesting at the end. All right, Absolutely. OnlyFans. I'm about to start mine. <laughs> Apparently, I'm behind, according to everyone here. So. Yeah, I'm gonna start mine with uh, working out. <laughs> I think you should. I mean, well, not only, but like your subscription stuff. Okay. That's different. That's a good idea. It's not a bad idea. It's good. All right. Please leave us a comment. Let us know what you think about OnlyFans or anything we talked about. <laughs> and we'll see you next week.